Hey everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. Your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And I would just like to remind everyone to please rate us wherever you're listening. It really does help. That way we know we're on the right track or not. Yeah, and it helps us get into playlists to get a brighter, not a brighter, a broader audience to listen to the podcast. So it really does help us out a lot. And the Instagram for Nerds at Odds is live, and I post at least one picture of Kita every day, and maybe some nerdy pictures as well. Yeah, and you can find us at Instagram.com slash Nerds at Odds. And if you want to check out our Twitter, it's also Twitter.com slash Nerds at Odds. And remember, the show goes live for free on Fridays, anywhere you listen to podcasts, but if you want to get it four days early, ad-free, and with the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, head on over to patreon.com slash nerds at odds. And now you want to get into what we've been doing? Yeah, what, what have you been up to? Okay, so first on my list here, uh, I've been playing more Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. What I have learned is that I am not as good as I was when I was a kid, or at least I thought I was really good as a kid, and I was not good back then either. Because I'm having a hard time completing some of the simple challenges on these levels, like... I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to unlock in like all the maps. I guarantee that you just thought you were good as a kid, and you were only on like a couple of maps. Probably. And you were like, look how awesome I am. <laughs> That's probably true, because some of these maps, I can't even get like the high score of 200,000 or so, and it's it's really heartbreaking. So when I get frustrated with that, I've also been playing Kingdoms of Armalar Re-Reckoning, which is the re-release of the 2012 RPG game Kingdoms of Armilar Reckoning. It's fine. Uh, it was only $40, which kind of helps out the fact that it's not much of a remake at all. Yeah, it looked like trash when I it saw looked, you playing it. The graphics and the controls, and it plays and looks exactly like it did in 2012. You know, it comes with all the DLC that was released for the game. And it's fun. The combat is really fun in the game. The story's whatever, but the combat's fun, and the loot is fun to acquire, so I'm having fun playing it. And there's something interesting about Kingdoms of Armila Re-Reckoning that is going to tie into the topic of today, is that they are releasing DLC for this game nine years after it came out. They're releasing a new DLC pack next year for a nine-year-old game. That's interesting. Yeah, and I'll probably touch on that more when we get to the topic of the show, which is our most wanted game remakes, but that's something I'm looking forward to. It's going to be interesting to see if the DLC that comes out in 2021 is going to look graphically like the game that came out in 2012. Mm -hmm. It's either going to be disappointing if it looks like that, or jarring if it looks much better than the game you've been playing, you know? Yeah. Other than that, I have been reading Harry Potter... I'm on to Prisoner of Azkaban right now. While reading it, I was like, I'll try out this Hogwarts mystery game again on the iPad. Remember the Hogwarts mystery game? Yes. What did you think of the game when it first came out? I played it for a while. I think I got to year two or three, and then it, you know, it, it hadn't updated. Mm. So that was basically all you could do for a while. I, I didn't really like the like the learning the spells thing because it's just like yeah. easy to swipe your finger but i mean it was fine when i played it i haven't touched it in forever yeah uh they are up to year six now it's okay there's some building blocks there 
of that game that I think they could expand on into a Harry Potter RPG. But the energy system and the tapping of the books to learn stuff, you know? Yes. That is not great. But the stats and the conversations and exploring the... Oh, I, I love the conversations. And apparently they added dating, which... I'm all about, of course, but... Yeah, I haven't seen any of that as of right now. Um, I've just won the potion, so I'm like two classes in. Uh, I'm not sure how much more I'm going to play, honestly. I can't... I think his name was Barnaby. He's a Slytherin. He was pretty cute. And I think you can either date Bill or Charlie Weasley. Interesting. Interesting. So maybe you have to play and, it. And some yeah. of the, the latest. Yeah, maybe you need to play it to give us an update on that, because I don't know how much more of this I can take. I don't know if that still has my save. <laughs> okay, so I think that's all I've been doing, besides what we've been doing together. So what have you been doing on your own? So I played this dating sim game called Best Friends Forever. And that's for if you are. Is it? Yeah, it's because you can adopt a dog and like hang out with the dog, as well as date people. Yes, so I've only I've only dated one, gone through one playthrough of it and i got the sort of like mutt that kind of looks a little bit like a german shepherd and then i dated the i can't remember his name i think it's like cliff i i, I didn't clint. watch enough of it to know he looked like a clint something along those lines and it was really good it was very fun you have to like pick up your dog's poop and make sure it doesn't like dig holes while the whole conversations are going on yeah you've got to like grab the poop throw it in the trash can you gotta pet him when he's scared. You can give him little packs on his head, and you get a hundred pack combo. Yeah, the, that frequently. The dog care part of this game was the most interesting to me because dog has like stats. You yes. gotta like balance its hunger and cleanliness and happiness and stuff, and that's yes. interesting. Well, it has those stats, but it also has like its manners, how much it trusts you, its loyalty, its smarts, its fitness. All those. Without, I guess, spoiling the game, how much does that play into the, the outcome? Well, so it's so when you start the game, you adopt this dog. You just moved to this new place. You adopt this dog, and the vet puts puts you into this like dog academy sort of thing. So it rates you after like a certain amount of weeks every time on how well you did. I got bronze every time. And I was, I, no, because there's like five dogs and it just goes from bronze to gold on like your things. And I was like, I thought I was doing good. You know, I like to keep all the things level. And apparently that just got, got me bronze. Well, maybe next playthrough you can get silver and then the next one you can get gold. No, but it's like, it's like I constantly got bronze the whole way. It was annoying. Well, I feel like in the Olympics, at least, those who get bronze are happy to be on the podium. Whereas those who get silver are disappointed that they didn't There do was good. nothing under bronze. It was just bronze, silver, and gold. So I basically just saying that I got bronze was the worst. So you oh, you're in the top three, you're just bronze tier. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I also have been reading the illustrated version of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the little textbook. That's been fun. Yeah, how many how many beasts have you learned about so far? I have no idea. I'm definitely past Basilisk, I can tell you that. Yeah. I think I'm in the middle of the dragons. Well, Basilisks, for those who don't know. Basilisks. Basilisks? No, Basilisks. Basilisks. Close enough. Close enough. They are weak to the crow of a rooster. Yes. So if you're fighting one, 
find a rooster. Also, they're only born if you get a toad to sit on a chicken egg. All, all of that seems dumb. Well, actually, so it's not it's not like the the author didn't make that up. Like, that's already a myth. I know that's the lore yeah. of these animals. But it, it's beasts. beasts. But it seems a little too far-fetched for the Harry Potter world, even. It's like it's a magical world. They should just be an animal that happens to live in this world. There's wizard-created beasts and then, like, naturally occurring beasts. So they think the Acromantula was a mm. wizard-created one because it can speak. So I guess the Basilisk would be a, a wizard-created yeah. beast. I would assume so. Oh, also, we we need to talk about Lego Harry Potter real quick. Oh, yeah. So we've been playing Lego Harry Potter together. And I guess that's a good segue into what we've been doing together. We've been playing Lego Harry Potter years one through four, trying to get the platinum trophy. We beat the game. We were like 80% done yes. with collecting everything. We had 161, 62 gold, gold bricks. bricks. Yeah. We were very close on all the characters. We only had a couple red bricks left. Yeah, we played 30, 40 hours of this game. And then while we were exploring the Hogwarts castle to collect some of the remaining things, the game crashed. And then when we tried to reload the game, the load was corrupted. And I cannot make this game load the save, so we are just out of luck on this playthrough. So we're going to have to restart, probably, unless uh, one of you lovely people have a suggestion. <laughs> Well, I figured years five through seven would play that, get the platinum in that unless it crashes. Maybe do a couple more games together and then circle back around once the betrayal of years one through four is not fresh in our mind. You shouldn't have got off the broom. You uh, should have stayed on the broom. I told you. They've had like a decade to make this game work and it crashes and corrupts my load. That's just upsetting. Maybe we can get Lego Jurassic World. Uh, I have Lego Batman 3. Uh, that I haven't played. So Why would I want Lego Batman 3? Why not Lego Batman 1, 2... Because 3 is the only one on PlayStation 4. Well, that's dumb. Well, the other ones are older games. What else have we been doing together? Watch The Karate Kid. The, the 1984 Karate Kid. I thought it was okay. The high school dating 80s cheesiness of that aspect with the relationship between him and uh, the girl. I forget her name. Allie. 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 Yeah, between... Allie and the Karate Kid. I thought that was a bit... Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> I thought that was a bit cheesy and boring, and if you cut like 30 minutes off of that, the movie would have been much more streamlined. But the rest of the movie was great. He he likes the, the Jackie Chan Karate Kid. I haven't seen it since it came out 12 years ago, but I remember liking it as a 12-year-old. But the whole romance thing that's in there and it's annoying and it's i I think the the take the jacket put it on the hook take the jacket off throw it on the ground that thing is just a, way more annoying than the wax on wax off yeah at least daniel was accomplishing a chore or a task instead yeah. of just hanging up a jacket we watched karate kid in order to get us prepared for cobra kai i had watched like the first episode of cobra kai and i was like when it came on Netflix, I was like, you've got to watch this. And he was like, I've never seen The Karate Kid. So we watched The Karate Kid. We started Cobra Kai. We finished the first season. Which was great. First season of Cobra Kai is great. It's so good. Yeah. It's 10 episodes, about 25 minutes an episode. You can knock them out real quick. It's definitely worth the watch. It's so funny, too. Daniel's become a car salesman. Johnny's down on his luck and doesn't really have a job. Yeah. We haven't started season two yet. 
So I'm looking forward to doing that. And season three comes out sometime next year on Netflix. Yeah, wait, it's already filmed apparently, but Net- they're just waiting. Well, you told me that YouTube was the one who filmed season three before yes. Netflix brought the show. That's so, that's what I heard. So there might be some back-end paperwork stuff that had to get done, and maybe YouTube and Netflix had to agree on when to release this next season. And I know spoilers for season two, but I'm not telling you. Yeah, and I'm also interested to see if Netflix decides to do a season four, since they're the ones who's going to have to film it themselves. I think I think three seasons should be fine, because they're already, like, juniors, seniors. In high school? Yeah. So uh, The main kid, I think, is a freshman. No, I don't think he's a freshman. He's doing SAT stuff. He looks 14. He's doing SAT stuff. He's got to be at least, like... He's doing pre-SAT stuff. Maybe he's in an uppity school. He could be in, like, pre- sophomore or junior. I do not think he's a freshman. Okay. Well, we'll see how the show goes. Hawk Netflix might be a freshman. Hawk? Hawk. Maybe. We'll see how the show goes. Netflix usually doesn't keep shows around that long. They like to do a season or two, and they're like, all right, that's enough for that show. As long as they wrap it all up, because what, from what I heard, season two, cliffhanger. I'm worried about The Witcher as well, because I feel like they're just going to do this second season, maybe one more season, and then just end it, because that seems like Netflix's way. I love The Witcher. Of doing things. But maybe someone else will pick it up. Maybe. I don't know if Netflix has ever canceled a show and someone else picked it up. That seems like a thing Netflix does for canceled shows. So we'll have to see about that. And speaking of canceled shows that Netflix picks up and redoes, we finished season five of Lucifer. Yes. And let's do a quick spoiler review. And if you haven't seen it, just skip to the timestamp that says topic in the description of the show. Well, well before, before we do the spoiler, we should say if we liked it or not, and then we can say spoiler. Okay. What did you think about it? Spoiler free. I thought it was fantastic. 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 I really liked it. It was eight episodes, right? Yes. As opposed to the... Well, this is part one of season five. Yes. And all of season four is ten episodes. So it's a little shorter, but I feel like it ends leaving you intrigued for the next part. Yes. I might have liked season four as a whole better so far, but season five was entertaining, and I'm excited to see what they do with the next part. Hopefully it comes out within the next year yes okay now spoilers and if you don't want spoilers just skip to the timestamp for the topic of the show in the description spoilers what did you think about michael i thought michael was a little campy a little campy do you like tom ellis being michael i mean i i guess them being twins it's just it's kind of like a bad drama in a way yeah you know like a soap opera i didn't like the Michael arc of the story. And also with Tom Ellis playing Michael and also with the girl who plays Maze playing Lilith, I just felt like they were trying to save money at that point. Instead of hiring new actors for these characters, they're just going to play other characters as well. And that was kind of disappointing. Well, I thought it was interesting that they like they brought Carol back. The mom? The mom back. She's in like a cameo position. She's like in a little cameo. In a flashback episode. She's not playing herself. No. But they brought her back for, like, that cute little flashback episode. I love the flashback episode. Tom Ellis does a really good job with an American accent. Yeah, he, he acts well as Michael, but I, I just had this feeling, like, you could have got someone else to play Michael. I, I really think that they should have. I mean, you know, he did a great job, but saying that they're twins is kind of weird. Yeah. I, they just did it so they could be like, 
<laughs> Sneaky. It was the evil twin. Yeah, so so Michael can deceive Lucifer's friends into thinking that Michael is Lucifer for a little bit. But Michael can lie and Lucifer doesn't. Yeah. My favorite part of the season was Dan finding out Lucifer is, in fact, the real devil. Yes. And the consequences of that, though you don't get much of that in part one. And the Lily killer person. Whatever, the Whisper Killer guy. The Whisper Killer. He he was interesting. I felt real bad for Ella. Yeah. Ella's no, like the, the only one that doesn't know about Lucifer yet, I think. I don't know. She, well, I, but Trixie doesn't really know either. Yeah. I feel like Trixie and Ella would both probably accept it pretty easily. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Ella comes from a fairly religious background, though. Yeah, she's so. very kind, and she loves Lucifer. You know, she's very friendly with him. I feel like she would accept that about him. And Trixie would probably go along with it. I don't know if she's old enough to actually understand what that means. But. Well, I mean, once you see the devil... So for us, seeing his devil face is just like, oh, makeup. But you gotta think, like, what if you actually saw somebody like that, you know? Yeah, that would be freaky, but she's a little kid and she's known him for no, more but... than half her life now. I think Trixie would be fine with it. I don't know. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more. Consider supporting us over there. Thank you. Lucifer spoilers are over. Turning on to the topic of the show, which is our most wanted game remakes. We have a submission from our patron over at patreon.com slash nerds Jamie, who said that he's excited for the Mario Sunshine release because that's the game he wants remade the most. But he's upset that it's not a ground-up remake instead of just a release of the Wii game. How do you feel about how they're going about releasing Mario Sunshine and the other 3D Marios for that matter? So, it's weird that it's only limited, like, it's limited edition, Yeah, you can but it's only digital? No, it, there's a physical release as well, oh, okay. but you can only buy either of them for a limited amount of time. I, it, think, I think they're just trying to create... This crazy amount of demand so yeah. that they can for sure sell it. Why Why do that? They've been doing this the whole time. They're like, oh, we don't have enough Switches. So the games in the Super Mario 3D All-Stars are Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. And I feel like these games in this package would sell like hotcakes if you just leave it up on the store. Yeah. But by saying it's going to go off the store at a certain date, People who might have waited to buy it later, for the same price as it is now, are going to be forced to buy it now if they want it. And that just seems kind of scummy on Nintendo's part. Well, also, like, when people do this sort of thing, I'm just like, I guess I'm not going to get it then, you know? It's like, I don't really care that much. I have an N64. I can play Mario 64 anytime that I really want to. I mean, I have to go find it, but I have have Mario 64. Yeah, I have two things about this. One, they should have just remade Mario 64 from the ground up and released that as a game. I think that would have been the best strategy because that game looks awful. Give it give it the Odyssey treatment? Yeah, make it look like Odyssey because I'm not going to play it. It looks too bad to play. I've never played it and it looks awful. So I would, I'm going to have to wait till they remake it. Secondly, and maybe this is like my conspiracy brain. Conspiracy brain? Con- I think they might be limiting how long you could buy this. Maybe. 
because N64 virtual console, like NES, SNES, that's on the Switch, yeah. N64 would be next. Maybe they're making this limited because they're going to release Mario 64 on the N64 virtual console within the next couple months. I don't think so. If they did that, that would be a real bad move, I think. I mean, it, like, se- it seems super scummy. People would hate Nintendo But it seems like that. something they might do. I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, I, maybe. I don't know. If they did that, I would, I would be very upset. Because there's certain there's certain things that they don't put on like they're not putting all of the game they put mostly crap games. No, I think all the best the... games are on those. Because on in the NES you get Super Mario Brothers one, two, and three. Super Mario Brothers three is one of the best games of all time. And on the SNES you get Super Mario Brothers World. Yeah, but they mostly fill it with like crap games like the the tennis or whatever. Like, yeah, that is true. But I feel like the best Nintendo first party games are on these. But that's the thing. What if they don't put Mario 64 on there? They'll, they'll put, like, maybe they'll put the, the Dr. Mario maybe. N64. I feel like the N64 is the first console they'll get into in this virtual console thing, if they actually do it, that has games people would buy at full price again. Oh, yes, yes. Like because Ocarina the, of Time. Yeah, N64 has Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, Mario 64, things like that. And I feel like people would buy, if you threw up Majora's Mask on the Switch... They would buy that for $40, $60, you know, without anything being done to the game. So Nintendo might see that and be like, we'll just release these games instead of make the virtual console. Well, I mean, they, so like with the original Pokemon games, like those look like trash. They look like absolute trash. But you were able to buy them for either the DS, like the 3DS, yeah. or the, I don't think, I don't think you could buy them on the Switch. No, you can buy the original Pokemon games on the 3DS. And I yeah. think they're nine ninety nine a piece. Chuck it down to 20 bucks. You already got the DS version. You can put that out. That's pretty much what they did on the Wii, ain't it? With the virtual console stuff. You could buy old games for like nine ninety nine or something yeah. on the Wii. Yeah, essentially. I don't know why they haven't done that on the Switch either. But maybe they'll come around on that idea. You want to switch over to, to what we want yes. to be remade? Yes. Okay, do you want to say... Let, let you go first. What's one of your five most wanted video game remakes of all time? Okay, so I I did not rank these like I did. some people. I did. That's, that's the type of person I am. But maybe because it was like, it was stream of consciousness. Maybe like the top one is actually my top. So let's start from the bottom then. The bottom? What's your bottom one? Okay. Number five. So I want a re-release, a better version of Diamond and Pearl. Like remastered. I, like, I love Diamond and Pearl. I love the starters. It's a fun game. I've played it a lot. I don't know if I ever beat it. I think it's a lot of people's favorite Pokemon gen, ain't it? Well, everyone's favorite Pokemon, like, first favorite generation of Pokemon is the one they grew up playing. I don't think that's it's true It's like the me. one that came out when, well, well, no, but you didn't really play Pokemon. I played Hot Gold as a kid. My favorite Pokemon game is Pokemon Shield. Well, yeah, but that's you. You weren't really like a Pokemon fiend like me. Mm. But I really like Diamond and Pearl. I like the I like Dialga. I like Palkia. And then if you can get, because Platinum yeah. is the third version of that, which I never got to play. But you can get Giratina. Can you get Dialga and Palkia and Platinum? I don't know. 
I feel like that's a no. And in this remake scenario in your head, what does the game look like? Is it Sword and Shield, open world, or is it more like... I don't I don't want it to be open world. I don't want the wild area. Wild area. I don't want that. I, I just want a remake, maybe make it look... Maybe not like Sword and Shield, maybe not like Sun and Moon, but... Just update the graphics some. Yeah. I don't know if I like what Sun and Moon looks like. Sun and Moon's kind of trashy looking anyways. So. I think it doesn't look trashy. Get the graphics from Sword and Shield at least. That's like bare minimum graphics at this time. No. I think so. What would you call it? So like Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby are the names of the remakes of Yes. What would you call Diamond and Pearl? Well, you could be like... Sparkling diamond and... Shiny pearl. Not shiny, like glistening pearl or something. Maybe. I would be into it. I would love to play another Pokemon game. I'm not sure what I'm going to get. Of course, you wouldn't need platinum at that point because Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire didn't have... Emerald. An emerald. But you could still do the Rayquaza. Yeah. So We'll see if they ever get around to that. That sounds like the next... Because they haven't done a remake of that. So either they're going to do Let's Go Gold and Silver, or they're going to do the remake of Diamond and Pearl next for their remake Yes, game. I I would love another Gold and Silver, because if you try to get... Because I wanted to get Silver, because I have Gold, but I like Lugia better. Well, you want to get Soul Silver. Yes, yeah. I wanted to get Soul Silver. But to get that now, buying from like... A some, retailer. A retailer. Used. Yeah, used. It's like... 90 bucks it, it's like the price has gone up on it it's either 60 or 90 i don't remember it's like it's, it hasn't changed yeah i guess it depends on where you're going maybe like a mom and pop store has it for 90 GameSpot or gamestop or what whichever one's the store gamestop gamestop has it for 60 which is insane for a 15 year old game at and this that's point. even without the case or anything it's just the cartridge yeah well i feel like a lot of people think that's the best pokemon game anyways Gold and silver? Yeah. It has Cyndaquil. It does have Cyndaquil, and I believe, if I remember correctly, it has, like, the cool ruins with the unknowns. That was fun. Yeah. So maybe they'll release that one. Okay, so my number five. And this one's kind of a cop-out a little bit. We're going to already start with the cop-out. Great. On the PlayStation 2, one of the first games my dad brought for it when I got it was Torque Evolution. You know Torque? No. He's a dinosaur hunter? No, I'm thinking Talk and the Power of Kingdom. Uh, no, Torque, it's based on a comic book, which I remember reading when I was little, and I liked it a lot. And Torque Evolution was the game that was on PlayStation 2. And I don't know if I want a remake of that game, per se, mm-hmm. but I want them to do a Torque game. Because I feel like it would work great in this atmosphere, you know, with this generation or next-gen's graphics and stuff. You're hunting dinosaurs are trying to survive in this whatever era world it is why don't i just play arc because arc is trash it looks like trash it plays like trash i don't want that level of survival but maybe you know you're dropped in this anim there could be a story or a survival mode but i just want it to be great graphics and hunting like realistic seeming dinosaurs and not janky like arc okay i mean it makes sense. Now, I remember in the Talk Evolution game, it was a story-based game, and there was these people there as well you had to, like, heal. 
maybe just remake that story. But I, I think that's an interesting concept for a game, and we need one of those. And I know Capcom, I think it's Capcom, is re-releasing Dino Crisis. Maybe that will scratch my itch. I have no idea what these games are. It's a crisis about dinos. Fun. <laughs> so my next game is Earthbound. Never played Earthbound. I've seen people play Earthbound. I've never personally played it. But if I wanted to play it, I would have to have like an SNES and have the game, which is sort of like the the Soul Silver heart gold situation where it's going to be super expensive. Yeah, well also I'm assuming there are many more copies of Soul Silver and Heart Gold and many more Game Boys or DSs out there than there are SNESs that still work and copies of Earthbound. Yeah. So this is one of those where you want to remake of it so you can play it because it's not readily available. Yeah, it looks it's such a fun game. I've seen people play it and you know, most people don't even know who Ness is. They they just they get from super smash brothers and they're like oh ness and lucas <laughs> i've never seen this game played i know little about it it's top, super cute top level what's it about so there's this boy and there's these aliens and he's trying to save the world if i remember correctly okay uh i am not an expert on the game never played it only watched people play it once so I cannot confirm that that is the actual story. I'm assuming it's a 2D top-down type of game? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Okay. Would you want that just released on the Switch, or do you want like yeah, a, I would, a 3D? I would, I would love it just to be released on the Switch. It doesn't have to be 3D. I'm not all about that. Listen, I love Stardew Valley, and that's just a top-down... So not a not a ground-up remake. Just release this game on the Switch. Is what yeah. That, you know... They could release Just it on the. Do it. They could release it on the SNES Virtual Console. On to my number four. I want the Dragon Ball Z Budokai games one, two, and three remade and re-released on PlayStation Four. There's a Dragon Ball Z Budokai collection. It has Dragon Ball Z Budokai one and three in it and it's for the ps3 and if they just released that game with no changes done to it to the ps4 ps5 i would be very happy but if they want to update the graphics some and kind of add some other stuff maybe some super elements to it from dragon ball super i would be much pleased with that i also have never played budokai 2 because it's not in the budokai collection because there was copyright issues with the music in the game so they can somehow bypass that and put 1, 2, and 3 in this collection on PS4, PS5. That would be amazing. And I feel like Budokai 3, which is a 16, 15-year-old game at this point, is by far the best Dragon Ball Z game we've gotten so far. There's like over 100 characters in it. It's open world. You have stats. You can level up all your characters. I love that game. And I would love to see that remade. Or just re-released on the PS4, PS5. I feel like most of your games I don't know, but like all of my games I've at least told you about. That's why mine need to be re-released more, because they're great games that haven't touched the masses, apparently. Uh-huh. So what's number three on your list? Number three on my list is I want Dr. Mario for the N64. I want it re-released. Maybe, you, you know, you update that, update it, make it look nice, put it on the Switch, I'll buy it. I'll do it. What's the difference between Dr. Mario on the N64 and the virtual console Dr. Mario that's on the NES? I think it's 
the SNES. What's the difference between those two games? So there's more levels. You can have, like, you can go up against computers. There's a story mode. It looks better. It's a lot of fun. I love that one. However, I have tried the app version of Dr. Mario. I think it's Dr. Mario World, maybe. Is the name Something. Of it. Yeah. It's trash. So as me, somebody who has played Dr. Mario... I am a champion mm. at Dr. Mar- Mario. I am the best. Probably not the best. I'm really good at Dr. Mario. I love beating people at Dr. Mario. It's great. This game for that like the app version is kind of trashy. Not only do the bricks fall up, which well, is weird. You have to drag the bricks up. Yeah, the pills fall up. Well, they'll, they'll once you like push them, they'll mm-hmm. go. But the whole point, like, it, the game will wait for you to be like, alright, I'm ready to put that one over there. It's it's not as hard. It's super easy. They've got all these random weird power-ups. They're like, oh, let's put Koopa shells in it. Let's put some bombs in it, I guess. But it's just not as fun. Like, there's microtransactions. I've tried playing it. I tried to get more coins doing this one weird thing and it i just i can't i don't understand i don't understand the game i don't understand why they thought it was a good idea and i just want the story mode with dr mario from the n64 it was a lot of fun you got chill or you got fever those are your music choices because you you either chill or you're fever it sounds like you just want them to release this n64 virtual console and release the the best games on the n64 on it it's what would help you out a lot. I mean, I love uh, I I love Pokemon Snap again, but I mean, they're doing the new Pokemon Snap. Let's hope that works out okay. Well, let me ask you a question. Mario 64, I think it's unplayable today because of how bad it looks. Uh-huh. Is Dr. Mario 64 graphically, does it look good enough to be played today by I those mean, who've okay. never played it? So it's not it's not a 3D game. You're not running around in 3D, you know? It's it looks fine. You can play it. I mean, I I would play Mario 64 again, but I mean, I grew up with it. You've yeah. never played Mario 64, and to you it looks like trash. I'm sure there are people that are like, "Oh, I love the original Tomb Raider game. She's so great." Yeah. I love her. It's just polygons, yeah. you know? It's, it's like Final Fantasy 7. It's a great game. But before the re-release, I have no inclination to play it because it looks too bad to play. Like it this, doesn't look. N6, it's not N64, too bad to play. It's just you're not used to it. N64 you PS1 used, games are unplayable. No, you used to think that looked good. People used to think that looked good. Well, too, too fair. You, I, never, I never had a PlayStation One. So your brain has been trained that like, oh, things have to look beautiful. But I'm used to them looking kind of weird and i love like the 8-bit style games that people have been releasing for indie games and well, stuff. no well, 8-bit looks fine the problem is is when you leave 2d and go to 3d and your character is made of one polygon there are several polygons several polygons i i just think these n64 games i just don't think it's fair calling something unplayable to me personally it is unplayable i could not enjoy the game because of how bad it looks well, I mean, we thought that with the dinosaur dinosaur movie, and that turned out fine. Yeah, but you're watching it for an hour and a half and not playing it for however long it takes to collect all these coins. No, but you got used to it. We'll see. 
we'll see. Number three for me is a game that I've wanted to play, but because it's so old and controls and looks horrible and is unplayable to me, it has to be remade. It's Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. It came out like 18 years ago. It's made by Bioware, the people who make Mass Effect and Dragon Age. From what I've heard, it has a great story about the Sith Lord Revan, Raven, however you want to pronounce his name. It's a RPG role-playing game in the Star Wars universe, but it just needs to be updated so much to be at a playable level today. Because from what I tried to play on my PC a long time ago, it's almost point-and-click the way this game plays. I so, love point-and-click adventures. Yeah, but it's an RPG that's point-and-click almost. So it needs to be updated a lot. So just a ground-up remake of this game would be great. EA has the exclusive Star Wars license now. They should totally get Bioware to remake this game from the ground up. People love that game. They do, and it has a sequel. But I just feel like it's so old it needs to be remade. Okay, is it time for my number two? Sure. Okay, number two, Wii Sports. We have the capabilities. The Switch has. Because you don't need the like the little... Sensor bar. Sensor bar, because you don't have to, like, actually point at the screen for any of the stuff for Wii Sports. You can just do the motions, like, when, with, like, what you do with, um... Bowling. The bowling. You Like, the Wii bowling? It'd be so easy. You and could tennis. Just, all of it. Yeah. Boxing as well, you know? You can do that. What, what else was there? Was the baseball? It just seems like a no-brainer. I don't know if they even need to update this game. Just release Wii Sports. I mean, well, like, because you, you have to make... Well, you don't have to make, but you make Miis in the Switch as well. It would be so simple for them to do Switch Sports or, like, something along those lines. Yes. It's basically exactly the same. It'd be fairly simple, in my opinion. Just do it for me, because I miss... Wii bowling because I don't have my Wii right now. And at these times, you need some exercise indoors. It'd be a perfect combo. We really should get the Ring Fit Adventure though. That could be fun. It does look fun. Maybe we can invest in that. But you need the peripheral, and I think the game costs seventy, eighty dollars with it. Wii Sports could go up for nine ninety nine or something with no enhancements to it. I'd be into a Wii Sports remake. Yeah, Wii Sports. There is also honorable mention Wii Play. You know, with the 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 pool. Skeet shooting. The skeet shooting. Like, maybe you you don't need the, like, the sensor bar for that either. You can just move it with the, the stick. Yeah, something along those lines. That could be fun. So, uh, that's the only game I played on Wii. I had so many Wii games, but... Yeah, my brother got a Wii because I had a PlayStation 3. The Wii was his first console he owned. It came with Wii Sports. We played that. He got Link's crossbow training. Tried to play that. Said this system is awful. Let me get an Xbox 360. We got one of those. He got it from a a pawn shop. Our parents, my mom, brought him one from a pawn shop for Christmas. It was broken when he opened it. Tried to, it had the red ring of death on it. Oh yes. And he was like, "Why did Santa bring me a broken Xbox?" It was a horrible Christmas. So what we did was we left the Xbox on for like a week straight to let it get hot, flipped it upside down, put it in the freezer for 24 hours, took it out, and it worked long enough for us to trade it into GameStop for half credit on a brand new Xbox like the week later. 
So that's how my brother got his Xbox. That sounds really sneaky. Yeah, someone out there, in, or GameStop, brought a Red Ring of Death Xbox that we managed to get a turn on. That's so sad. That's, that's, that's a good story. He was a little boy who got a broken Xbox from Santa for Christmas. Come on now, that was upsetting as well. Could you imagine being told Santa bought you an Xbox and then it turns out to be broken? I guess. I've, yeah. That yeah. sounds mean, though, for the person that bought it from the GameStop. Well, we don't know if someone bought it from GameStop. That's true, and they could probably return it. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Within 24 hours, I guess. So my number two, and number two and number one are really ambitious for me. My number two is I want them to take World of Warcraft vanilla, just vanilla for now, and release it on consoles as more of a single-player experience with matchmaking multiplayer capabilities. So what I mean is, you would do when you're playing in the world and doing the quest, you would be by yourself. But if you go and like queue up for a dungeon or a PvP or a raid, it would throw you in a matchmaking lobby where you can get in with other players, so it keeps that multiplayer aspect. Or the auction house could be shared amongst all the players. But I want to play World of Warcraft on the console and kind of experience exploring Azeroth by myself because I would enjoy that more than seeing other players in my world because I'm not a big fan of that, even in games like Destiny. When you're on a map and then you see a dozen other players running around kind of ruining that immersion. So if I can do quests by myself and explore the world, that would be great. And if we could queue up for matchmaking with other players, that would be the best way to do it, I feel. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel like these MMOs do work on consoles because you've seen games like Elder Scrolls Online or Final Fantasy XIV work on the consoles. So I feel like, especially since World of Warcraft has been simplified over the years, if they take some of those changes and implement them into this vanilla game, then I feel like it could work really well on a console. And and you have like the wild areas with uh, Pokemon and the Switch, so you, like you have like people around you i mean they're not it it's not as live as you would want it to be but they're still there yeah i mean yeah it kind of looks like that i wouldn't want the people in the world but i'd want if i queue up for a dungeon for other people who are playing the game in the queue to load in with me Mm -hmm. i want to work like that the only reason i don't think blizzard has thought about doing it is because i don't think they could get away with the subscription i don't think Console players want to pay fourteen ninety nine a month to play this game. Yeah, I would buy the game. Wow, vanilla for the console, a game that released seventeen years ago on PC. I would buy it for sixty dollars on the console, but I don't think I I would subscribe to it and keep playing it. But they could release each expansion for sixty dollars. I mean, I would I would buy that. That seems like a great remake to me. Maybe would you play World of Warcraft on the console? No. Okay. Well, that's, that's that then. I don't want my life to be over. So, <laughs> there's that. What's your what's your number one game? My then? top is not one game. Well, my top... Spoiler alert, my top game is five games. So, go ahead. I would like there to be remakes of a lot of the Legend of Zelda games. Skyward Sword. Maybe put some change it up a little bit make it better so people actually like it make it more like breath of the wild since you decided to do a stamina thing and didn't understand how to do it correctly i i had skyward sword 
for the Wii, me and my sister, we we started trying to play it and we couldn't. It was just we just this we just couldn't deal with it. What? You said you wanted to remake of a bunch of Zelda games. Yes. Let's try to keep it in this parameter of a single Wii release remake, right? What single remake would make the most sense? Like a single cartridge. It could be a couple games on that cartridge, but what would make the most sense to you? And what one do you want the most? I feel like you could do... You could do... Because there's like a lot of the the smaller ones that maybe weren't on like consoles. Maybe they're on Game Boy. They've already started doing that with like Link's Awakening. But if they did like Spirit Tracks, Minish Cap, Four, four, seasons. four seasons, those sorts of ones. Like the smaller ones, maybe people didn't like care about them as much. And also maybe a re-release of Wind Waker. The, the, maybe the chibi ones. You could have like Chibi Link. Is that the one you want the most? What? Is that the Zelda release you want the most? I wouldn't say Spirit Tracks is the one I want the most. But... You know, Wind Waker, I've never played it. I've watched other people play it. It looks like a lot of fun. It's chibi. It's cute. I love it. I feel like the one that people would want the most is Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on a single cartridge remade. Well, so Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask technically have been re-released on the DS I've heard that they're like the their graphics has been updated, but I've heard they're kind of glitchy at times. But they have great scores. Majora's Mask is a sequel to Ocarina of Time, yes. Kind of. I thought it continued the story. Are they the same in the same storyline? It's. I think it's supposed to be the exact same link because you have Epona when yeah. you first start it. It's weird. So it's basically there's three timelines. And if you lose in Ocarina of Time, so, like, Ocarina is, like, the branching path. So if you lose in Ocarina of Time, it sends you to, like, the original Legend of Zelda. Then if you win, but you're, you go down the child, like, you're still a child, even though you're, like, gonna be a child anyway at the end. You're still a child. Then it goes into Majora's Mask. And then if you win, but then... Like, the adult path is, like, it's, it, it, I'm confused, honestly. <laughs> I guess it's because since you're time traveling, there's multiple, like, there's yeah. a different future. The future that adult Link saw, but also defeated Ganon in. Yeah. Like, that's where... Wind Waker. Yes. That's where, I think, Wind Waker starts. So, so what they should do is release Aquarian of Time, Majora's Mask, and Wind Waker as a collection. Because those seem to, because, like... I don't. I cannot see the canon story of Zelda being you lose in Ocarina of Time. So the canon story either has to be you're going from Ocarina to Wind Waker or Ocarina to Majora's Mask. Maybe. And then and then Breath of the Wild just messes everything up and it's like, maybe all the universes combine. There's, there's reasons why something about the Ruto and the Zora and the yeah. Gorons. It's, co it's complicated. It's complicated. So what, I, so what I'm hearing from a lot of this and from what a lot of other people think is that the N64 Virtual Console is a must-have for Switch. You put that on Switch, and you get, like, Dr. Mario 64, Mario 64, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. You get those games. Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap. You get those games. I feel like people are dying for this Virtual Console to hurry up and come out. From the Super Mario 3D All-Stars release, it looks like it might not happen, and they're just going to sell you these games. I mean, that's that's fine, you know? 
just put more games on the the Super Nintendo. Like Aladdin. I really want Aladdin, please. I think that's a problem with licensing. I I mean they have the other Aladdin on there. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it has to be a problem with licensing. I love that Aladdin game with the platforming and you go into Genie's world, got all the great music. It's a fun game, but I can't play it because I don't have the the Super Nintendo here. Yeah, and you might not be able to find a copy of that Aladdin game as readily as the other one. I mean, I have it. Oh, you have a copy of that. I have it. Okay. I just, I need well, to, hopefully the battery hasn't gone I bad I need to find it. it. Oh, that's a thing that can happen. Yeah. No. Unless unless it doesn't have a save. Some of the games don't have... It, it, does, it doesn't... You can enter in a password, but you can't okay. save. If it does not have a save, then it doesn't have a battery. Okay. But games with saves have batteries, and you best make sure you're checking those batteries, because they're going to ruin the entire cartridge if they go bad. So... I need to check my Game Boy games. Yeah. Game Boy Color games. Yeah, you should probably, you should probably do that at some point. So my number one, which circles back around to the DLC thing of Kingdoms of Amalur, which I remember I didn't give a... A suggestion to I say for 40 bucks if you want an RPG with fun combat and an iffy story get Kingdoms of Amalur but my number one game we make is I want all five mainline Elder Scrolls games so Arena, Daggerfall, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim I want them all remade right to the graphic fidelity of at least Skyrim on the PS4 so it looks like that which doesn't look great, but it's better than what Arena looks like from the 90s. I want them all remade to that, and I want them on a single collection, and I want the ability to play the stories of all of those from like the start menu. Or I want the ability to load into the world where all of these continents are collected and just explore. And maybe there's no main quest in that exploring world, but there's like radio quests that are like repeating and random mm-hmm. that aren't like really in-depth with all things to do. I just want to be able to visit the world and interact with the people. Maybe they're all... Because these are, these worlds and continents have to be from the same time period, so I'm assuming we might pick Oblivion's timeline. That seems like the height of Tamriel, although Oblivion gates are popping up. It would be cool to explore these worlds. And also talking about the DLC coming out nine years later. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I want for Skyrim. I don't know if I need an Elder Scrolls Six. I just want them to keep supporting Sky, <laughs> keep supporting Skyrim with DLC. I'm honestly surprised you didn't say, "Oh, I want Witcher One and Two remade." I guess I like Elder Scrolls more than The Witcher. Yeah, and but I mean, like in any of your lists. To be fair, that didn't cross my mind until you just said it. But yeah, maybe CD Projekt we we make Witcher One and Two while you're at it. Just, just honorable mention. Also, Witcher. Well, Witcher 2 is on the Xbox 360, so they could just release it and not really remake it. Witcher 1 would probably need a little bit of help, because I played it on PC, and it's not that great. Mm. That would be cool, too. I have I have one more honorable mention video game. Sure. Which, it's an honorable mention for the fact that they did make it. They did make a new one, but it's kind of illegal. Which is the Cooking Mama game. Ah, yes, yes. Because they they did release it. You can't get it digitally because I think they released it too early. And there was still some licensing stuff. So now it's not actually 
allowed to be sold on the console itself. You can still get it. Apparently, you can still buy it at GameStop. Yeah. And I want it, but just make just make me a, a Switch Cooking Mama, and I'll be happy. I think the, I don't know if I can ever find that that one that were, they weren't supposed to release. I think the publisher of the game released it without the consent of the developer. Yes. I think that's what happened, which seems like a crazy scenario to be in, but that seems to be what ha- what happened with this Cooking Mama game. I love Cooking Mama games. They're fun. They're just little mini games. They make you feel good. I would like a a game where you run your own restaurant. That would be cool. I'm sure there's like one. like a more in not one of these crappy little mobile type games, but like a more in depth game where you run your own restaurant. That would be interesting. Perhaps. So you want to get on into questions, comments, and concerns? Sure. We are still trying to make the podcast as loud as possible so you don't have to turn your headphones all the way up to hear us. We're making progress with that. Like I said last episode, we're trying to do it incrementally so we don't go from being too quiet to too loud. You'll hear this episode a little more loudly than the last one. And our noise reduction software we used, we've got some feedback where that worked really well, so I'm happy to hear that. And hopefully this episode sounds better, though... Kita's been playing around in the background, and I've decided to kick some things under the table during recording. Hopefully, the sound of this episode isn't compromised too much by that. Yes, but if you le- if we able to leave Kita's little bell in, maybe that's her chiming in. I'll probably leave Kita playing around in the background in a little bit. We'll see how that goes. If you don't hear it, then you're not going to hear this part of the episode either. Because <laughs> I'll cut that out as well. On to our closing thoughts. We got Kita's corner. Brought to you by our five-year-old ragdoll cat, Kita. And what does she want us to know this week? Uh, she wants you to know to spay and neuter your pets. Because it's very sad to have lost or Stray. abandoned mm-hmm. pets. Or just people don't care. I've seen it countless times. When people just leave cats at the dumpster or puppies at the dumpster. You know? Yeah. So it's always good to spay and neuter and try to adopt from shelters when you can to reduce the amount of poor puppies and kitties and rabbits. They have rabbits, too. Yeah, you can adopt rabbits. They'll, they'll eat through your stuff, so be careful when you adopt rabbits. I, I mean, they one. are rodents. I had one as a kid who ate a hole in my couch, so be careful with those. Yeah. I mean, it's always better to buy from... Uh, not buy. To adopt from a shelter than to buy from a pet store or a breeder. Or puppy farm. Puppy mill. Meal, not farms. They're called puppy meals. Oh, okay. Puppy meals. So what's the interesting fact for the day? So our interesting fact is that the most re-released game of all time is Dragon's Lair. It's been playable on 30 platforms. Yeah, the little... It's almost like a animated film type game. But you can play it pretty much anywhere you want to try to play it at. That doesn't mean it's been remade. It's just a old game put on different platforms. Well, what's the most remade game of all time? From what I saw, and apparently this is up for debate depending on what you count as a remake of a game and what counts as a re-release, but from what I saw, it appears that the first Resident Evil game has been the most remade. Well, that makes sense. It's like the first of this series. People love that game. They love Resident Evil 1. It, it, It seems like... The re-releases of Resident Evil 1, a lot of them count as remakes, according to the website I was looking at. Because when it was re-released on, like, the GameCube, there were a bunch of camera tweaks and stuff. 
that kind of and graphical changes that kind of remake certain elements of the game. Probably because of the like the tank controls and everything. Yeah, and when you re-release it on the PS3 and 4, it also gets certain upgrades that kind of put it in the remake column instead of the re-release column. Mm-hmm. But the website did have Kingdom Hearts 1 as the most remade game of all time. But I thought some of the examples it was throwing out there made it more of a re-release than a remake. Perhaps. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Alright, uh, and I would like to remind everyone to check out the Twitter and Instagram. It's Nerds at Odds on yeah. both platforms. And, of course, the Patreon, if you aren't already. And next week's topic is to be determined. I don't know what we're doing next week yet. We still have a lot of Disney animated films to go through before we do that topic. I am on book three of seven of Harry Potter, and Courtney's on book five or seven of Harry Potter before we do the topic comparing the books to the movies. I've already read all of them. So I'm I. just rereading because I don't remember certain things. Yeah, but I'm trying to take copious notes comparing these to the films. So far, this might give me some hatred. I feel like the book, the books are worse than the films. You're wrong. I, th- I think the first three movies so far have been better than the books. You're wrong. That might just be tip of the hat to the quality of these actors there's they almost, got. There's almost no schooling happening in Prisoner. Yeah, that might be a downfall for the third movie. There's little classes they go to, but I've liked the movies more than the books so far, because I feel like J.K. Rowling kind of gets meandering, and it's more streamlined, and you still get everything that the book offers in the movies. So Well, just wait till you get to Goblet. Well, Goblet's 700 and something pages long, so you're going to have to cut some stuff out. They could have made the maze a lot better. Anyway. Well, you remember, you just have to kill the spare. The spare chapters. Kill the spare. We digress. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, so it goes live for free on Fridays. So, next Friday, we'll see you for episode 5. We'll have fun, whatever it is. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.